Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. I have some exciting news. Within is finally in stores. You can buy it anywhere that books are available, but right now it is on sale on Amazon for $21.99 paperback or $39.99 hardback. Within is my heart, my soul. I have poured so much love into this, so much vulnerability into this, and this is my personal story told for the first time ever. What Within is based on is Carl Jung's uh, Divine Feminine Archetypes and how we can embody and connect to each and every one in a very sacred and personal way with healing modalities for you to try and experiment with and try on what fits and what doesn't work. There's journal entries in there, there's shadow work, there's connecting to each and every archetype within Divine Feminine Energy and how to truly start showing up as your highest self. If this sounds like something which you have been longing for or something that just resonates with you, I highly suggest you grab a copy. Again, the book is Within by Courtney Hansen, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-A-N-S-O-N. Amanda, welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. So pumped that you day. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. I'm super excited for today's conversation. So I always kick off the show and I just love to hear how women step into their purpose. Was it something that was just plopped in your lap? Was it like this messy journey? Share all the deets with me. Yeah. So I am a mental health coach. I help women struggling with anxiety and depression really get to the other side and reclaim their life through this lens of neuroscience and lifestyle design. And yes, my journey was a messy journey to get here. I think mental health is a messy journey for almost anybody who experiences struggles with it. I think I've had anxiety, man, most of my life. Um, I am the oldest of four. So I think being the oldest child, there's always kind of that extra responsibility And then my mom got really sick. She actually had a brain tumor that was cancer. Spoiler alert, she is doing great. She's thriving. She overcame it. But at 14, I got sat down on the couch and said, you know, if mom doesn't come home from surgery today, then, you know, you're the oldest. We need you to kind of step up. And for a couple of years while she was battling that, I, I did. I stepped up and I didn't realize it until much later in life. Um, But that very much laid this foundation of kind of overachieving, hypervigilance, being very, very conscious of everybody else's needs, complete and utter self-sacrifice. And that catches up with you. And I also, my dad um, owns his own business, you know, so come from a family of very hard workers, you know, it's expected that we get good grades. And all of these, what, you know, seem to be like amazing traits to raise a child with, you know, to be hardworking and to, you know, go after things and to be accomplished driven. 
eventually, um, or, you know, it came to a place where I was just taking on too much. And what I know now is, you know, that I put myself in this chronic state of survival mode. I graduated with a double bachelor's and a minor in three and a half years. I went right into grad school um, where I studied exercise psychology. So that's kind of where what I do professionally kind of started. I was just a personal trainer in college because I was a college athlete and that was like a flexible schedule to help me make some money in school. And I had one client um, come back from Christmas break and say, I didn't tell you this when I hired you, but I was struggling with depression and working with you these last six months and, you know, going to therapy, I am officially one month off my medication and doing really well. And this was a huge light bulb moment for me at this point. I'm definitely an anxious human, but I don't know that about myself yet, but I do know my sister has debilitating depression. And here's this client who's like working with you helped me overcome this, you know, in a very lifestyle based way. And I just realized that what I was doing was so much more than spending an hour in the gym with somebody to get strong. It also was helping them with their mind. And I found out that my university was one of the only universities in the country that had an exercise-based program for students with depression. And I was like, that, that's what I want to do. So that's what I ended up writing my thesis on and the research that I did in my master's program. And um, I know my story is a little all over the place, but all of the pieces, I told you it was messy and in telling it, it's messy too, but they will <laughs> all start to, to fall in. Um, but when I graduated, I got a job at Google headquarters out in California as a uh, health and fitness specialist. And so a lot of my role there was as a personal trainer in the gym. But I also had this really awesome opportunity because Google has the same way they have like on-site gyms and personal trainers. They also have on-site therapists. And so while I was there for five years, I had this awesome opportunity to run a lot of mental and physical health pilot studies with the Google employees. And so always keeping my, my mind and my hands in this space of you know, mind and body, like mental health is physical health, physical health is mental health. And um, a couple years into working at Google was when my mental health crisis really caught up with me. I was working full time there, I was working part time managing a CrossFit gym, I, you know, had a lot going on in my personal life, I went through a debilitating breakup. I feel like all of us have that one that just guts us. Yes. And that was when everything just fell apart. And I essentially, my anxiety then morphed into depression. And for about six months to a year, I was just, I would say I was very functionally depressed. On the outside, my life looked really good. Um, I was able to show up for work still, get the job done, put on a face, and then I would go home and just fall apart every day. And I was stuck in this really hard place where I went to the doctor. I finally got the courage to go to the doctor. And I said, I want to know what options I have. I would like to avoid medication if possible. And my experience there was I left 10 minutes later with a prescription I didn't want and no understanding as to like what was actually happening in my brain. 
And then I had my therapy experience, which therapy is, a, at least for me, um, was a great place to go and to be heard and to feel validated, but it always just felt like it ended there. And I got to this place where I was like, I understand. I understand why I'm struggling. I understand, you know, what got me here, what's keeping me here, but like, what can I do about it? And there was so much missing in like the mainstream mental health help. It was like, okay, medication can, can help me feel better, but it doesn't fix the problem. And then therapy like was a safe place to be heard. But again, who's helping me to actually understand what's going on and how to tangibly get better. And I couldn't find that anywhere. And so I kind of set out, I was like, look, you studied this, you understand research, you are really, really good at reading science. And so I started to read a lot of peer reviewed journals. And I kind of fell into the world of coaching. And I learned different skills from in the coaching world than I did in the therapy world. And I started to learn about neuroscience and neuroplasticity. And I met with, you know, professors and I took online courses and just started to put the pieces together to understand that we are not broken, right? I think that's yes. so often this narrative of like, well, it's just a chemical imbalance in your brain. And it's like, well, actually we don't have the evidence to support that claim. And anxiety is just, this is how you are, like take a pill to chill. But it's like, but I didn't come this way. Like what's going on? And so understanding my mental health through this lens of, you know, fight, flight, or freeze, the stress response, you know, we only can carry so much before we go into survival mode. And what I came to realize was that those years of anxiety were kind of the warning. It was like, Hey, pay attention, pay attention. The experiences I had, you know, as a really young teenager of essentially being forced into adulthood really early. Yeah. They, they put, they created hypervigilance. And so of course I'm going to struggle with anxiety. I'm like looking at the world through this lens of, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? Is anything going to go wrong? I need to be prepared for everything. Um, and then eventually my nervous system basically had all it could take. It's like, well, you can't fight from the stress anymore. You can't run from it. So we're going to shut you down. We're going to freeze. And that was depression. And the clients that I work with now, that explanation resonates with so many of them because they're like, yes, my depression did start as anxiety. And then eventually my, you know, hypervigilance and my anxiety started to shut down. And so I talk about how, you know, anxiety is the warning and depression is the shutdown. And so my story is messy, just like this journey is, but I got to this place where I did get to the other side of anxiety and depression. And I had the skill set to stay there. And depression isn't something that visits me hardly ever anymore, but anxiety is something that I'm always on the cusp of but I have the tools now to manage it. I recognize it early and I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, look, I'm not going to get rid of your anxiety for you, but I'm going to help you get really, really good at it. So you get your life back. And that's what called me into this mission. And this purpose was what do you do when the mainstream mental health options don't work for you? 
And I kept coming across woman after woman after woman after woman who had the same story of like, yeah, therapy's nice, but I've been in it for six years and like, I'm not actually getting better. And medication, you know, helped, but I don't want to be on it forever. Or the side effects were worse than not being on them. And then you're just stuck. People don't know that there is another narrative, that there's a way to actually understand what's going on in your brain. And that's so empowering because when you can understand like how the system works, then you are more empowered to work with that system. And so that is kind of what called me into the work that I do now was so much of my own journey and getting so frustrated with other women struggling in that same way and not being able to find that solution. So I just really created the coaching that I desperately needed so many years ago. I love that. I'm sitting here giggling because the podcast that I recorded just before this one, um, we were actually just discussing how it is just insane how these women are just thrown at titles and that becomes their identity. And what happens is we are, we go in wanting an answer like, well, why do I feel like this? Why is this going on? And instead of giving an answer, we're given a pill. And then it makes us feel, you know, crippled, less than our bodies know what to do. Our bodies are magical, but we're, you know, just given a very easy here, here, do this, numb out. And so coming back to that neuroscience and coming back to tapping into the why behind it is freaking magical because we're able to, you know, there is a why, like we all have a why you had a why it just started at a very young age. Like I have a why everyone has a why, but sometimes we miss that starting point and it doesn't come up till it's supposed to. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, although our story doesn't quite make sense along the way, the pieces, when we look back at it, all make perfectly clear sense. Yeah. And sometimes you just need help putting those pieces together. And that's where like having a coach and having a sounding board can be so powerful because they can help you, right? They can be the person, you know, who's looking at it from a bird's eye view. You know, I always think about, you know, mental health. It's like being in a hedge maze, right? When you're in it, it's so confusing. But if you were able to just get in a helicopter and come above that maze and look down, like the way out is so clear. And sometimes that's what a coach can do is they can kind of take you into that helicopter for a second, zoom you up and say, okay, you're here and you're there and you still have to walk the walk. You still have to get there, but let me help you find a clearer, more direct path to getting there. Because I see that you're so tired. I see that you're so frustrated. And absolutely. I think sometimes too, like in the world of holistic healing, we can vilify, you know, medication and there's a definitely a time and a place. And my favorite metaphor or analogy for this is I tell my clients all the time, I want you to think about a sprained ankle, right? You sprain your ankle and you need to, you need to wear an ankle brace. Like that makes perfect sense to us. Cool. Okay. And if you wear that ankle brace for too long, you actually do more damage because your muscles and things start to atrophy. If you don't go to your physical therapy, you know, you're not getting the rehab to strengthen it in the long run. And so, but when you first sprain your ankle or when you first really know that it is, that can be a really powerful tool. And so can certain mental health medications. If you 
are struggling so deeply that you can't take the first steps in your healing journey, then that is an amazing option and an amazing support system to help you step into putting those pieces together to help get you to a little bit of a higher baseline so that you can start making some lifestyle changes and then decide what role that does or doesn't play in your long-term plan. And there are some people who sprain their ankle so bad that, that they do have to wear a brace for the rest of their life. But being clear on where you are on that spectrum and what you really want for yourself and your life and your mental health is so, so, so valuable. And so that's kind of my favorite way to just destigmatize, you know, mental health meds, because there is a time and a place and they are disgustingly overprescribed. And I think even worse than that is they are prescribed without education. Yes, And that's kind of like another hill that I will like stamp my flag in is we need to sit people down. I, it was 10 minutes, 10 minutes after telling a doctor, I didn't really want this, that I left with medication and no education as to what possible side effects there could be, how to take this responsibly, what other options I had, what was the long-term plan, et cetera. And that is what's really tragic is that we take people who are desperate, right? When you are struggling with anxiety or depression, you feel desperate and you will do anything to feel better. And we have a model. And honestly, it's not even like shame on you doctors, because I do, I think doctors are doing the best they can within the system that they exist in. And a doctor wants to help you feel better and mental health meds can make you feel better but sometimes at what cost? And I don't think we do a great job at educating and empowering people in knowing that they have options. Yeah, absolutely. And being able to, like what you were saying, like feel heard in what you're saying. Like if you don't want meds, what, what are other options? Where can I go? What can I do? Cause I the same thing happened to me. And I walked out with a, after 10 minutes with a prescription for Prozac and Xanax. And I'm like, what happened? And I got in the car just feeling hopeless, confused, you know, and it's the same, you know, it's, this is so, so, so common. And especially now, I mean, I feel every, and I'm going to make a blanket statement, but I, I really feel that so many women are in a space of just what the fuckity fuck is going on because we're coming off of a pandemic. It's been years. We're in a constant state of having to pivot, having to react versus respond and our nervous systems are just like what is going on and so being able to really maybe walk away today with some tools that women can start to implement within their lives on how to uh, really have the hard conversations how to walk through this what are some things that they can start doing today if they're at that state and there's a listener out there even if it's just one person who's really struggling and at a bottom right now Yeah, I think the first thing is just to know that you're not alone. You're not alone and you are not broken and there is hope for healing. I often refer to neuroscience as the science of hope because if you can dysregulate your nervous system, you can regulate it. If you can create unhelpful neural pathways in your brain, unhelpful ways of thinking, unhelpful ways of of habits of coping, 
you can absolutely create helpful ways of thinking. You can rewire your brain. And so that I think is the first thing. It's not a tangible tool for your listeners, but there is hope. There is healing. If you feel stuck with the mainstream options, there is more. There just absolutely is more. And it's research-based. It works and it's very, very tangible and real. And the other tool. I'm going to hop on that real quick while, yeah. before you say the other tool. Um, and it, you know what's crazy? So the National Science Foundation th- has, did this study a while ago. And the average person has 12 to 60,000, 60,000 mm-hmm. negative thoughts per day. So 80% are negative. And 95% are repetitive. So negative mm-hmm. stories that we've already told ourselves. When yeah. I first heard that fact, I was just like, what the, like, so I have 20% of happy thoughts. <laughs> but it's true. If you think about it, we are constantly our biggest critic. We are constantly telling ourselves we need to do better. We are constantly pushing ourselves. We're constantly reliving the past, present, future. Like mm-hmm. it, it's insanity. Yeah. And And also, I think a lot of times people are afraid to get help because they don't want to relive their trauma. And the thing that's Mm -hmm. really awesome about the approach that that I take and my coaches take is you don't have to revisit your trauma in order to heal. You can recognize your trauma and come back to the present moment and understand the impact the same way. Again, I'll use that sprained ankle analogy. You don't have to sit there and tell the physical therapist exactly how you sprained it, who was around you, what the words were said, et cetera, because we know that when we relive and we retell that story over and over, we're actually re-traumatizing ourselves. You're re-spraining your ankle. What you can do is you can sit with that physical therapist and you can say, these are the symptoms I have. Here's the scan of my ankle. And it's, you know, not as easy to get a scan of your brain. But there's also a way to heal without reliving and re-traumatizing yourself, which is sometimes what the experience in therapy can be, especially if you don't have a trauma-informed therapist um, and so on. And so one of the honestly like most powerful things that you can do is get support. Find Find somebody who you feel safe with who has the tools to help guide your healing. And if you don't feel like you have that person, you don't feel like you have the resources to invest in getting mental health help, um, then one is, and I know that this is like totally a shameless plug, but my Instagram account has so much free education. I teach almost every single day. There's infographics, there's a ton of information to help you start to understand your anxiety or depression through a neuroscience lens of we can reframe anxiety as, you know, not, oh, this is anxiety and it's just never going to get better as I am feeling upregulated right now. I'm overstimulated right now. And the tools to help me in those moments are X, Y, and Z. And we take in my coaching a really personalized approach to that because Courtney, what helps you to feel regulated might be different than what helps me to feel regulated. Absolutely. And so I think a lot of times we get stuck in these like cookie cutter programs or cookie cutter solutions. And so really taking the time to just figure out and honor like what works for you. And then there's the tried and true things that research tells us. What we know is that a consistent meditation practice heals the parts of your brain that chronic stress damages. So chronic stress can shrink your prefrontal cortex. That's the logical part of your brain. It actually decreases in mass. It 
enlarges your amygdala. So the part of your brain that is in charge of stress and anxiety and fear. And so if you've lived in survival mode for a long time, you now actually have a brain that is structurally in a place where it is hypersensitive. It is much easier for you to go to worst case scenario. It's harder for you to be logical and calm and in control. And what we've seen in, there was um, a study done after just eight weeks, we scanned brains at the beginning, after eight weeks of a consistent meditation practice, these individuals, their prefrontal cortex had more gray matter. Their amygdala was smaller. And so as woo-woo as meditation sounds, it can really be as simple as just focusing on your breath. Find a flavor of guided meditation that works for you. In all of my programs, my women get a daily meditation that's just 10 minutes and then 30 minutes of guided movement. And so meditation is a research-backed tool. Then movement, and movement doesn't have to be exercise. Get outside, go for a walk. Being outside, being in sunshine is really regulating. So if you are somebody, and I know a lot of people are working from home now, but if you're in an office that has fluorescent lights, our nervous system actually reads, you know, fluorescent lights, artificial light as a threat. And so if you're spending all day in a cubicle in the middle of an office building, not near a window, you're not getting any natural sunlight, that could contribute to feelings of anxiety or being more easily triggered in other situations. And so I could go on and on with these tools because I've created a huge arsenal of tools because different things work for our clients differently and making sure that our toolbox has breadth and depth so that we can help put those pieces together for different people um, is really, really, it's really powerful. And it doesn't have to be novel. I think a lot of times we think we have to change our whole lives. And in some ways you do, in some ways you do, but in some ways, even just changing an area of your life 1% is enough to reverse that spiral and to get you on track for longer term healing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I love that you talk about the x-ray scan because that is so true. Like if you take an x-ray of someone starting out and then take an x-ray even a month later, it is different no matter mm-hmm. what the circumstance, no matter what the story. It's it's freaking incredible. Our body is just a walk. We're walking miracles. We really and truly are. Yeah. Yeah. And we I just think- have to believe that. <laughs> Yeah, we just have to believe it. And it's not enough to just believe you, you need, you need help sometimes. And, and I think I've put such an emphasis on that in this conversation, because I had such an aversion to help. Um, I just thought that I should be able to do it on my own. And that, you know, therapy was for only really crazy people like therapy is for everybody or coaching is for everybody. For me, I I don't consistently go to therapy anymore, but I I have my own coach. I'm consistently having somebody to help me unscramble my own brain because all of us need somebody to get that bird's eye view sometimes in our own circumstances to help us really decipher like, okay, what's the reality and what's the mind drama and (laughs) what's a more, you know, helpful space to be in, or even just to feel validated. I can't tell you how many women I talk to on a regular basis who, you know, 
open up to someone in their family about their mental health struggle. And the first thing that comes out of their mind is like, oh, but you have, you live a good life. Like, or, oh, you seem fine. And that's just not helpful. And so to the audience who's also listening, if you ever are that person that someone opens up about their mental health to, just be with them. Just tell them how hard that sounds and say, I can't understand, but it obviously seems hard for you is how can I support you? What can I do? Um, but yeah, that's a huge piece. It's just making sure that you have a safe place to feel validated, but that's not enough. You also need someone who's going to help you or the ability yourself to get on Google, put those pieces together to start taking some tangible action in your life because doing what you doing what you've done is going to keep you where you are and having someone to hold your hand for a little while and walk that maze with you especially with mental health is so powerful absolutely and i think that just like you said just the feeling validated and feeling heard no matter whether you get it or not like just to have someone to listen and sometimes that's all we need is someone just to be there with us yeah yeah just to feel that support and love. So yeah. what would you say was the pivotal moment for you in your personal healing journey? Where did you feel that you were like, okay, I, I'm feeling some relief? Yeah, it, you know, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I have a big pivotal moment. And I know for a lot of my clients, they would say that pivotal moment was finding me and working with me, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't, that was just a step on their journey. Um, because I think for a lot of people it's, it's slow and it's messy and it feels like you're getting better. And then you take a couple steps back and then you take a couple steps forward and you take a couple steps back. And so I don't know truthfully that I have, I wish I did. It would be really awesome to be like, this was my pivotal moment. Um, but I, my mental health healing journey was very much get a little from this person, try to implement it in my life, things would get better, and then I would get stuck again. And then I would seek out another resource and they, I would try to implement it and then I would get stuck and then I would try again. And that again has led so much to what I do now is what took me years and like 50 different resources I have tried to put into one place for yeah. women so that it is as linear and, and easy as possible. And it's never going to be easy, but it doesn't have to be as hard for other women as it was for me. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful for you and the work that you're doing with women and the fact that you've created this program because it's just, it's really needed right now. And a lot of people need that support. And like you said, need someone to be able to just like help them understand what the heck is going on and why they feel the way that they feel. So I just appreciate all that you're doing with women and just putting out into the collective. It's pretty special. Thank you. It, it feels like really special work to me. It is an honor every single day to get to do what I do. And I never, ever forget that. This is so, yes, it's my job, but it's also not my job. This is <laughs> such, such a passion. 
Um, yeah. And truly I tell each woman that I get to work with, like it is an honor to have been invited into your healing journey. Oh, thank you. So where, where can um, the audience find you if they are looking, you know, if they resonate and they just want to connect with you, if they have questions, where's the hub spot? Yeah, uh, I've got kind of two hub spots. So the first and kind of my most active platform is probably Instagram. And okay. that is just at Amanda on the rise. So Amanda on the rise and my TikTok is the same, but I'm definitely more active on my Instagram. And then my website is riseaswe.com. And Beautiful. something that I have a link to both on my website and my Instagram is a free 30 minute discovery call. And so anybody who's listening, who just wants that safe space and doesn't feel like they have it, or is curious a little bit to learn a little bit more about what I do, um, set up a a free 30 minute call. That's right with me. And what I promise you is that I'm not going to try to get your credit card by the end of that call. I know so many people are so hesitant to set up these calls because it just feels like it's going to be a glorified sales call. Mm. This is kind of my gift to, to the world in honor of the people who so generously helped me is I, if one of my programs resonates with you and it's a good fit, awesome. Let's work together. Let's dive into this healing journey together. But what I can promise is that you have 30 minutes of my time to be held safely validated and you will leave with at least a tangible step that's personal to you and your journey that you can take by the end of that time together. Yeah. That's really cool that you do that. That's very amazing. We'll take her up on that, you guys, if you are just in a space of feeling that you need someone, maybe it's always nice to kind of get a non-biased opinion sometimes too, just in life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Courtney. This has been, this has been great. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.